Welcome to Transformation with Lloyd Powell. The mission of this broadcast is to help people change into Christ-likeness through the transforming power of God's Word. Now, here's Brother Powell with today's message. chapter 6 verses 1 through 10 we learn that our old man is crucified with Christ and that the body of sin is destroyed two we have new life in Christ we were raised with him to newness of life so our old man is crucified has been put to death and we have a new man on the inside we have the life of Christ new life on the inside of us Number three, sin no longer rules over us. We don't have to obey sin or obey the old man. And so verses 1 through 10, that kind of, those three points kind of sum up those, uh, those verses. In verse 11, um, Paul goes to emphasize. He says, uh, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So since we have died to sin, uh, we are alive unto Christ. What he's trying to tell us is that if we want victory over sin, and Christ has already given us victory over the old man. And now he comes to the practical part where how do we put this in practice? That if we want to practice victory over sin, that there are, he tells us that um, there are a couple of things that we need to know. He tells us how to overcome sin in the flesh. Now, Jesus did something with sin in the spirit. But sin is still in the flesh in the forms of affections and lust. My old man is crucified. Sin used to come from my old man. But Christ has put the old man to death. And so... Sin no longer comes from our spirit. The devil tries to make you think that you're still that same old person. And things still operate like they used to. That sin is coming from your spirit. If sin is coming from your spirit, then yeah, you can't help you know, to, to, to do what you do because that old nature is driving you. But sin no longer comes from your spirit. Sin is in the flesh in the form of affections and lust. And to overcome affections and lust, Paul says that we need to uh, we need to know two things. One is that he says, likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. So we need to reckon ourselves. This is identity. We need to consider ourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. Just like Christ died to sin, we need to consider ourselves dead to sin. Number two, he says, but alive unto God. So we need to consider ourselves dead to sin and alive unto God. We're dead to sin because our old man is dead to sin. We died with Christ. And so we need to identify with the new man. We need a, a, a be conscious of what God has done on the inside of us. 
No longer do we identify with the old nature, but we identify with the new nature. No longer do we identify with the old life, but we identify with the new life. For he says, reckon yourself to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God. And we're to reckon ourselves to be alive unto God and dead to sin. So sin is no longer to rule over us. Jesus already, sin is already defeated. He defeated sin for you on the cross. In verse 13, he says, neither, ye, neither, yield, ye, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those who are alive from the dead, and your members as, as instruments of righteousness unto God. Now he mentions righteousness here. Your new man is righteous. Your old man was unrighteous. And so we need to identify with the righteousness of God that is in us. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. We have to identify with our righteousness. Let's just look at something. Um, I want to look at Colossians, the second chapter and the 13th verse. It shows that Jesus defeated sin for us already. In the 13th verse of Colossians 2, it says, And you being dead in trespasses and sins. And, and this is from the New King James. It says, You being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Now, made alive together, that's identity. You've been risen with Christ. You have the life of Christ on the inside of you. All your sins are forgiven. He says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that were against us, which were contrary to us, and has taken it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. Now, he, it says he wiped out the handwriting of requirements that were against us. Um, in olden times, when you did something, that they would, like when Jesus, they, they would, they would write your, your transgressions down and nail them to um, uh, peace wood in public, something, uh, something that, 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 uh, that's in public where everybody can see it. When Jesus was crucified, they nailed above his, uh, his cross, uh, King of the Jews, because that was, what, that was his, uh, his crime. But they said he claimed to be King of the, King of the Jews. And so they would put your, your sins out in a public place, place. Uh, probably on the courthouse door or something like that. But he says this, this, and that has the ideal here. But he says that having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. So he wiped out your sins. Meaning, meaning here really meaning the law. He, the things that, that was against you, he took it out of the way. Which was contrary to, to us, he has taken out of the way having nailed it to the cross having disarmed principalities and powers. In doing so, in taking the law out of the way, he disarmed. In other words, he took away the things that the devil had to accuse you of. You're forgiven of that. That's taken out of the way. He made a public spectacle over him, triumphing over it. I mean, he triumphed, he triumphed over the devil uh, on the cross. So he's already won victory for you over the cross. So when the devil comes with things, tries to tempt you, you let him know that you're already defeated. Jesus defeated you on the cross. You no longer have dominion over me. I mean, you speak to that thing and you tell it that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus, that you've been free from sin. Going back to, to, to Romans, the sixth chapter, 
and the 11th verse. He says, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those who are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. We have a new uh, spirit on the inside. We are, we are not, we are no longer under the law. And this speaks of a, of a person who really speaks of an unsaved person who's trying to keep the law, who's trying to keep rules and regulations. But if you're born again, you're no longer under the law, you're under grace. And he deals with, he kind of dealt with this in the fifth chapter when he talked about how that, um, let's just go there for a minute. Um, Romans 5, 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into, into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of God. And so he also talked about, um, in verse 5, who make and hope make them not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. In the New Testament, we walk by love and not by law. See, we obey God not because we have to, because, but because we want to. It's a love relationship. And so, under the New Covenant, under grace, I love God. The Holy Spirit has changed my heart and he's put in me the love of God. Not only the love of God, but the love for God. And the fruit of the Spirit I don't sin because I love God. My love of God has to be my motivation. Not because, uh, um, you know, I'm trying to be, be right with God by keeping some rules and regulations. I'm already right with God. And so we live right because we are righteous, because we're already in right standing with God. And so love is our motivation. Love is, is uh, why we don't sin. Love is why we don't yield to the lust of the flesh because we love God and we want to please him. Jesus said, I always do those, do those things that please the father. Verse 14, in verse 15, he says, what then shall we sin because we are not under law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. So we got to understand, we have to identify with the righteousness that's on the inside of us. I no longer sin. I no longer obey the old nature. I no, no, no longer obey sin because I'm righteous. I have to identify with my righteousness. Um, now, when sin comes, um, it comes in the form of affections and lust. When, when it, lust being those those uh, uh, being a desire, when someone makes you angry. Um, you know, you, you, you have feelings of anger. And so when you begin to meditate on that anger, when you begin to think on it, now the, now the, the, the desire has the thoughts. When the thoughts and the desires come together, then the works of the flesh, then you perform the works of the flesh. When someone says something to you, they hurt your feelings. All right, your feelings are hurt. You said you begin to meditate. They don't know who they're messing with, who they think I am. And all type of thoughts begin to go through your mind. So you begin to put thoughts with the feelings. And when the thoughts and the feelings get together, the results will be the works of the flesh. 
He said, uh, Know ye not to whom ye yield yourselves, servants to obey. His servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. So we don't yield, we no longer yield our minds and our thoughts to unrighteous thoughts. When you have unrighteous thoughts and unrighteous desires, when the two come together, they will produce unrighteousness. They will produce the works of the flesh. So we no longer yield to the works of the flesh. We don't, we don't yield our minds to sinful thoughts. We cast down every imagination and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And so we have to learn to not let the devil control our minds and control our bodies. We have to bring our bodies under subjection through fasting and do those things which are pleasing to God. Thank you for listening to Transformation with Lloyd Powell. If you'd like a copy of today's message, please go online to www.lpmin.com. That's lpmin.com. Or simply call 404-917-7377. That's 404-917-7377. And be sure to connect with Lloyd Powell Ministries on Facebook. Join us for the broadcast every Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. right here on Love 860 WAEC. And until next time, remember, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind.